Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Tom Cruise, I almost said Tom Hanks, that would have been horrible. The Tom Cruise bartender classic 1988's Cocktail. I disagree. That may have made this movie watchable. If uh, it yeah. had it's very possible. 100% agree. <laughs> More like Tom Booze. Am I right, guys? Come on. All right. uh, oh, my God. I can't help myself. All right, guys. Uh, we are. Uh, yeah, we're in here. We're doing it. I did want to check. Uh, this is the second time we had to start recording. I made a big old goof earlier and we had to start over the intro. But in that original intro, I did let everybody know that we are currently ranked as of uh, Chartable's recent listing at 179 in the world of uh, podcasts about movie reviews. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I have no clue how many there are, but we're in the mix, ladies and gentlemen. There, there's probably people that have been doing this like one-tenth the amount of time as oh, us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> first first episode, they're swinging at number one. and we're Yeah. Like, we're like, can you see us back here? Guys, just keep scrolling. You'll find us eventually. But here we are. We're we're living the dream. <laughs> yes. And uh, today we're talking about uh, fucking cocktail, right? Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> We're talking, about, yeah. we're talking about fucking cocktails <laughs> yeah. today. That's right. That's right. Uh, and of course, we like to uh, tell everybody listening in, if you have never seen this movie, please make this the reason. I'm so sorry, but this has to be the reason that you watch it. Uh, so go check it out. It's currently uh, streaming on Hulu right now. So uh, It's also it, on Amazon and Stars. So it's yeah, on Amazon just, Prime. Basically just giving it away. They're yeah. just like, here, please watch this if you got a spare two hours or whatever. <laughs> Um, I watched it on Amazon Prime and actually had four dollars put to credit to buy stuff. So they're they're actually paying you to watch it. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. if, you, if you watch this, we'll give you six movies for free. Is how <laughs> um, yeah, so go find the movie, watch it, and then come back and join us for the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to go do that, and then you'll come back and you'll be just as disappointed as I am, probably. All right. And you're back. All right. We've all watched the movie. We're all back. Uh, everybody's on board. And here For we people go. that came here because they liked the movie, Mandy, just so you know, nobody, I like the movie. Nobody came here because they liked this movie. People might have been like, oh, cocktail. I love that movie. I want to hear people talk about how much they love it. And you're going <laughs> to. Okay. I guess gonna. If, if you saw this movie for the first time in 1988 or whatever and never saw it again, then maybe, maybe it's a good movie. I don't know. Like, yeah. it, you need that, like din of a 30 year span of time to be like all right this i, I remember See, it fondly but this is why we have guests because we never true. want to it to just be the two of us right. so who, argue about everything <laughs> so because of that mandy we don't like to talk about these movies alone we like to have a guest on to take sides and today we are very excited to have returning guest grand rapids area comedian mr carl sobel is with us everybody hello Yay. i'm so happy to be back yeah right right yes i sorry we had you back on for a movie that you obviously <laughs> just have to seen for but it's oh, cool shit. i meant to uh introduce you as the projected winner of uh this year's Dougie draft that's what yeah I'm, oh. I'm i'm putting it in right now man we still got a couple of days left mark the date here what is today today's the 26th. 26th by the time this comes out uh the the first round draft pick will have been chosen and uh, if you guys aren't familiar oh. with the De Deggy Draft, uh, just go to Facebook and, and check out the Deggy Draft. It's D-E-G-I Draft, and you'll, uh, you'll know <laughs> what the hell we're talking about. Because, <laughs> you know, who the hell's listening to this and knows what that is, right? I mean, that's probably a, a slim 
there's like six people that know what both of those things are. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend's going to listen to this and be like, oh, the thing that you ruined the last five weekends with. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had time. I like I had a whole like a whole thing planned of all the different videos that I was going to make. And I even like canceled plans because I'm like, oh, you know, and I said I had to do a video promo for the Dougie draft, which made me sound like I was like really important. And then I, and then I was like, no, nope, this isn't going to happen. Not and I just happen. Nope. Sure, sure. But all <laughs> right, at least two or three more. Yeah. Ready? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. I can't wait to see him. All right. Uh, yeah. You might as well solidify it. Put the nail in the coffin. You're going you're going all the way this year. I got I'm feeling my uh, victory speech tonight. Nice. <laughs> good times all right carl welcome back though uh we always ask everybody uh that we have on the podcast how long it had been since you watched this movie before we forced you to watch it for the podcast i had never seen it <laughs> that's best that is really best. we're gonna get a hot yeah. take <laughs> okay how carl how old are you 32 okay so you're still relatively like this is still kind of in the wheelhouse of movies that you possibly could have watched you could yeah. have maybe seen yeah i remember like I mean, there would be the commercials on tvs like Tomorrow at yeah. 4 p.m. cocktails, <laughs> and then the next day at 3 a.m. and then yeah, sort of they use it as filler. It's just pretty much this is the mixed drink of uh, of movies. This is, is what's this happening. is the Bonnie the the rich chick Bonnie of movies. She's just a, <laughs> she's just a filler. <laughs> just, just just all filler. It's terrible. All right. Um, yes. Thanks and, for nothing. <laughs> thanks, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we want to kick things off here. We do have a little activity that we're going to do with all of our guests, and we want to kick it off by letting us know. This gives us a little taste of what you really thought about the film. So uh, it's got a theme song, and the theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. And it is time for chop this synopsis. I don't know who wants to go first. Do we have any volunteers? Carl, you can go. You're the yeah. guest. All right, I'll go first. Oh, yeah. let me let me describe what we're doing here first. Sorry. In case someone's newly listening in, uh, this is a game where we have the guest and ourselves all take uh, a few seconds to jot down our thoughts about the film. We want you to take the synopsis of this film and chop it down to 10 words or less. So please, uh, Carl, if you could describe cocktail in 10 words or less. All right. Scientologist mixologist grieves <laughs> friend's suicide with wrist chick baby mama. <laughs> that I oh my watch, god I need that is so that awesome <laughs> we need the rewrites carl you can make this happen i should have went first mine is so fucking lame now <laughs> <laughs> oh mandy you want to take it away <laughs> uh yeah self-starter falls in love with bartending and rich chick nice <laughs> yeah i mean okay. we are trying to get people to watch it although yeah. i'd rather watch carl's version <laughs> than mine <laughs> uh i've got two you- of them i couldn't decide I decided to go uh, with the classic poem theme from the movie. Uh, so mine, mine rhyme, uh, both of them. We'll start with this one. Uh, Tom thinks that pouring drinks and dancing funny makes money. That's the first one. And then the second one is Tom Cruise slings booze, short fuse. It's a big snooze. That's my synopsis of this fucking movie. But, oh my know. god, that's so awesome! Now, now everyone knows where we stand on the film, and we can uh, kind of <laughs> dig into this thing. So, uh, Carl, are you a fan of Mr. Thomas Cruise? I don't know if anyone's ever called him Thomas Cruise. Thomas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I think he's a terrible person, but I watch his movies all the time. All right, all so, right. If you yeah, had, 
if you had to give a uh, like a like a top 10 not not all 10 i'm just saying if there was a movie that somewhere fell within your top rung of movies what would what would the tom cruise uh movie be oh for me it has to be top gun okay i mean that's right. just yeah i was um, matt also hated that. matt hated that movie yeah, just well. so you know <laughs> oh, i mean i don't blame you it's terrible there's a yeah but it's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah, right, right. If you've, got, if you've got the caveat of being a, a Tom Cruise movie, that honestly, that might be my favorite Tom Cruise movie, too. And I really didn't, didn't care for it. <laughs> oh, I, no. There's like Jerry Maguire. That's such a great movie. Okay. And um, Rain Man was really good. Oh. We haven't done either one of those. Yeah, Rain Man. I forgot about that. I actually have a better answer than Top Gun. Uh, Tropic Thunder is the best Tom Cruise movie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm Does not he- sure. I'm not sure, but I, I, I tried to watch Traffic Thunder the other, like, it was like, my husband had COVID and he was watching it and I was in there and I was like, this is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> I, I don't feel like it's okay for me to be watching this the, for the first time. Like, had I watched it before, it might be okay. <laughs> but like in a 2021 lens, I'm like, I have to go. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that there's there's going to be people outside the door that are like going to beat my ass just for watching this. <laughs> like you turn the TV around and face it toward the wall. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right. So uh, that's, where we, that's where we stand um, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> do we want to do the who was who just, yeah, let's do a quick, I don't have, yeah, yeah I don't have a whole like, lot about like each four, person. <laughs> there's like four people in this movie anyway. Um, so Tom Cruise played Brian Flanagan. Sure. Um, Brian Brown played Doug Coughlin. Coughlin? Yeah. He calls Uh, himself Coughlin. Coughlin. Thank you. Yes. He's Australian. But when you look at it, it looks like the word cough. Yeah, it's totally (laughs) Coughlin. I don't know why he says it that way, but, you know, he's an Aussie. Um, Yes. Everybody pronounced their names differently (laughs) in the 80s. (laughs) Um, Elizabeth Shue played Jordan Mooney. uh, Lauren Luckenbill. Oh no, you don't care about him. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, Lynch, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Lynch played um, Carrie, who is foxy beyond belief. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, right. G- Gina Gershon played um, K- Coral. Yeah. And cool. yeah, and Lisa Baines played Bonnie. All right. And so. that's pretty much yeah. That's so we have like you know Bonnie was the rich chick. I mean, we have, yeah. So you guys kind of have an idea of who was what. Coral was like the chick he dated in New York for like five minutes. And then yeah, she the, slept the with skanky Doug. photographer lady. Yep. Yeah. With horse face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we have uh, Elizabeth Shue who gets that M mm-hmm. night Shyamalan ending who happens to be the rich chick all along. And we don't know. Until, I, mean, until I saw that end. shit coming. Did you? Like, what's she doing spending a week down in the tropics or whatever? Like, she's down in the Caribbean and he's uh, wondering Jamaica. if she's rich. There you go. Yeah. I knew it was one of those places that was warm. Um, I spent 10 days in Jamaica on my honeymoon and it, I was, I'm not rich. So. Well, I guess she was either rich or on her honeymoon. So he was making bad but choices like, either way. Watching this movie makes me wish that I had chosen differently for a career. Like I would totally like move somewhere and bartend or like hostess. I would wash dishes or like clean toilets if I could live somewhere. So amazing. I was going to ask you guys that. So like, do you not think that like doing that whole like dancing bartender bit would get real old after like a month of having to do it. You know what I mean? Like I get, we are, we have all been comedians and we've all been put on stage and it's basically like dance monkey 
do it yeah. and then we'll we'll like pay you for it if we feel like it but like having to do that day in and day out seems like it would be very daunting to me like i could see those types of bartenders burning out real quick or just like moving to a different bar like i just need a new clientele these people have seen all my weird bottle flips and nonsense so i gotta move on to something else you know yeah you have to just go to applebee's to have a chill afternoon yeah right, <laughs> <laughs> right? it's like when people are like i just want to do paperwork I'm tired yeah. of dealing with like, you know, like the riffraff and that that's what Applebee's is to a bartender that is they're called flare flare bartenders, yeah, by the way. Need, you got to learn not, all six Appletini flavors or whatever. And then, <laughs> I just don't like how he went from like barely surviving the first day, like drink, like had to wring out his socks. And then like three weeks later, he's the best bartender in the world. <laughs> Yeah, he says he's a well, fast learner. Yeah, he's he's studying and he's for like he's practicing like with the bottles and stuff. Only so. at the bar though, because they wouldn't let him take the bottle home. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, he was on his way to class. That would probably <laughs> have been frowned upon. Yeah. I All mean, right, so, if, if you show up with an empty bottle and you can't share with the rest of the class, people would get pissed. So. That makes sense. <laughs> Uh, let's meet. Uh, here's a clip. The first clip we've got here is Brian and Pat. Pat is his uncle who owns a bar that he doesn't yes. work at. He decides to work at someone else's bar instead. Uh, <laughs> Flat beer from Rusty Pipes. If you only knew how I missed it. You might have changed that, but they should have beat the wise guy out of you. Not a chance of that. I saved this, the apartment for you. This Some conversation reads like a play. Picture. They said it was quaint. I still remember the day they came to repossess it. Yeah, well. So what are you going to do now? Make a million. <laughs> sure, yeah. Do uh, you recognize him from a previous movie? I don't. Uh-oh. Uh, Ron Dean, he was Sporto's dad in Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. You know, so, yeah, he guys... just drops him off at the, with the truck and... Yeah, okay. yeah. That makes sense. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's dig into uh, the idea of the whole like flashy show bartender. Have you guys ever been to a, a bar that has that as a function or feature? I mean, I've been to like dive bars where the bartenders get drunk and they can do it. Okay. But it's so, not I mean, like I came here yeah, for the show. Yeah. It's not like Benny Hanna of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, Mandy, have you ever visited an establishment that was known for its bar antics? Um, no, Uncle Pat's bar is way more my speed. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Me too. Every, everybody's like, hey, let's go downtown. And I'm like, okay, can we go to Green Top, which is a super divey bar in Kalamazoo? <laughs> I actually preferred that bar back when they used to let us smoke in it. <laughs> nice. You couldn't even see the back wall, it would just be like full of smoke. It was amazing. <laughs> Uh, so right, uh, right now I'm going to play another clip. This one's going to maybe be a trigger warning to some people. This is him just getting rejected from a bunch of job interviews. So if you're, <laughs> if you're in this boat, get ready for some, uh, some more rejection. I have a feel for advertising. I mean, I can look at an ad and tell you what's wrong with it. Mr. Flanagan. I love the eighties baseline. No, rolling. marketing degree is a prerequisite. Try the networks. In the army, I spent a lot of time in communications. I think I can help you. Well, we need somebody who can hit the ground running. Maybe in six or eight months, but you should pursue other avenues. Maybe you should re-enlist. I believe in positive. Maybe you should re-enlist. That was rough. Yeah. I was like, Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Well, your resume is completely inadequate. I'm willing to start at the bottom. You're aiming too high. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just 
I mean, who doesn't have a degree? Well, yeah, but now if you're a veteran, like people are going to like bend over backwards to hire you. Luckily. Well, I think back in the eighties, you could sort of do that. You could just walk into a place if you were just extra Tom Cruise confident and like, they just give you a job. They'd be like, all right, you seem like the kind of gusto we need around like a, like an ad guy. That's just like, yeah, I got ideas coming out my ears. You know, maybe not in New York though. I mean, he should have stayed in Queens. Yeah, sure. Just kind of started small and worked his way up. But. So, like, one of the things that I wanted... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what no, were you going to say, Carl? Uh, one right. of the things about this movie that I chose specifically is we used to have this album on vinyl. Like, I remember, okay. like, <laughs> listening to this as a kid uh, with a record player. And the soundtrack I absolutely, like, grew up with. I loved it so much. Okay. I thought it was strange listening to the soundtrack along with watching the movie that the the versions of the songs that they played were not like <laughs> the standard versions. It almost They're seemed like, yeah, they were all covers <laughs> and they, to me, were all kind of poorly done. Like, it just seems like it seemed like they couldn't get the rights to like the real song. So they were just like, we'll buy the song what? and then we'll have someone else cover it. What song specifically? Because like Kokomo was written uh, for this movie. When and, will um, I- when will I find love at the end was, was a poorly done weird version of the song. It might've been the same people, but it was very much a, a weird version. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like and, yeah. Yep. There. And then there was the scene where the guy was singing behind them and there were, yeah, that was a, tr- a strange, obviously that was a live version of the song or whatever, but yeah, the whole thing just seemed strange to me. Well, so the soundtrack, it was number one in Canada and then okay. it was number two in the United States um, it was also number two in New Zealand, uh, the, in Switzerland, in Austria, uh, Sweden, uh, and in Germany. So it really like hit this. Actually, yeah. this movie went like I think in like the scheme of like worldwide, it was a lot. You know, it wasn't just the U.S. Yeah, it was well received right. overseas as well. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I wonder if they switch the soundtrack out for streaming because I know some shows have to do that because they don't have rights to the songs. You know, that original. might be. So yeah. that could have been something they did with this. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have thought of that. But yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Um, like uh, an example of that is the beginning, uh, the TV show, The Wonder Years. The, mm-hmm. the intro song is supposed to be, is it, uh, is it Joe Cocker? that does that song initially it's not him what, like the would you do yeah they changed the intro theme song to like a cover and i was i'm super pissed but anyhow that's uh, hilarious carl let's uh kick things off with a positive if you can uh let's find out like what was a best part of the movie or just like a standout performance that you thought was better than the rest <laughs> i mean it kind of you kind of touched on this with your synopsis but i mean the poetry slam reading oh yeah that like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style fighting arena bar that they were in (laughs) was definitely a highlight for me. Like that bar's insane. Yep. Yep. It was it was like the bar in Triple X, which is a dumb reference, but (laughs) seems ridiculous. All right. Let me see if I can find I do have a couple clips of poetry. Let me see if I can track one down. I do have the end poem, but I don't want to play that just yet. Okay, here we go. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach. The schnapps made from peach. The velvet hammer. The Alabama slammer. 
I make things with juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. Everyone. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy. I hate it so much. Iced tea. Yeah, that's bad. That one guy's like, I'm just thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The orgasm. Ooh. Ooh. The death spasm. <laughs> the Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. America, oh my you're God. just devoted <laughs> to every flavor I've got. God damn it, hurry up. Get, get to the end. But if you want to get loaded, there you go. Why don't you just order a shot? <laughs> sure. Bars I open. That, I love him that his advice is just like, don't let me make anything fancy. Just order a shot and get the hell out of here. Like, move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, yeah, for uh, sure. Poetry, a big character in this movie. Wouldn't have thought it when I was watching this. So, oh, I guess we didn't really talk about that. Uh, Mandy, for you, how long it had been since you watched this movie? Um, it, I had to restart it, so it hasn't been that long. Um, okay. Maybe so, like a year or two. Okay, so since I, it's I been do streaming. Like, yeah. This is like one of those, this, this to me, it's kind of like um, Beverly Hills Cop. Like I'll put it on and then just clean the house like sure. while I'm listening to the soundtrack mostly. Like, yeah. Yeah, and there is, I mean, there's clearly something to be said for movies that like, are just a spot in your life for nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, it, it is. It's tough to, I mean, I certainly have several movies in my life that are just bad movies that I still uh, enjoy to this day. Uh, and I don't care what anyone thinks about it. So, you know what I mean? I, um, but yeah, there are movies in my life that are just kind of in the ether and around me and they happen uh, while I do things. And that's, well, I know. think too, like, back in the 80s they like with the throwing of the bottles and stuff like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like watching athletes like if you look at the athletes back in the day you're like oh that's great but those records have been broken like 25 times up until now so like when you look at it with a 2021 lens and you're like oh my god i've seen so much better than that but when i was a kid i was just and by the way i watched this way way too young like yeah I didn't understand half of what was going on. I was just like, oh, Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, you know, like, this is great. And look at them throwing bottles around. That's fun stuff. Mommy, can I have a sippy cup for my apple juice? You know, like that kind of shit. So, right. And it would, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I guess if this is just someone like a kid in Utah or Nebraska or something watching this for the first time going like, oh my God, like it's, it's crazy in these cities with all these people flipping around bottles and nonsense. Like this seems like the most fun you could ever have, you know? Oh, they're getting so much sex. Yeah. Right. And you get to, you get to watch Tom Cruise have sex like this. Sorry for the uh, audio, for the audio version of Tom Cruise having sex. sounds like a terrible time so that actually she is incredibly ticklish and he started tickling her and they kept it in the movie and then them falling off the bed was an actual thing so there are not a lot of fun facts for this movie and apparently they thought that was one of them because when i looked up that was like number one i'm like okay all right if you had just played that for me like out like with no contacts, been like, oh, Tom Cruise is killing somebody right yeah, now. Yeah, that's absolutely what I thought. I, I nearly pulled that as a what's that sound clip to see, <laughs> but I'm like, it's so absurdly placed in the film and just featured so prominently that I'm like, there's no way you could just not know what that was. So we so skipped I it. Have, I have a question. Okay, so the, the Louis Trey or Louis Trey, 
the bottle of brandy, which was $500 bottle of brandy back then. Now it's um, worth $3,600. So okay. holy cow. But so Carl, what is the most expensive alcohol that you've ever drank? Oh, I mean, I bought this like bottle. I have this like liquor I bought. It's like 50 bucks a bottle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, okay. I mean, it was like this like chocolate white chocolate liquor but then like every ingredient to that drink was like 30 40 bucks a bottle so yeah wow okay so you <laughs> yeah. made so you actually like combined expensive i got a bunch of different expensive boozes to make one drink and i haven't used any of them since so this one drink cost me like 200 dollars. <laughs> nice <laughs> was that was that for a bartending with Carl or was that yeah. for a specific event in your life? It was uh, the bar, bartending with Carl video. Nice. What nice. was the? Do you know what the name of the drink was? Do you it was uh, it was a Christmas themed drink. It was just like some jolly thing, but it had like melted chocolate, white chocolate liquor, a couple different uh, schnapps, Holy and stuff. But yeah, yeah, and that's mm. not something that you could like drink all night on. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I drank half of it. and I was like, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, rich people stuff tends to be gross. That's just where I, 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 I really do feel like once I get above my, like above my standard, I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't eat this. This is just like rich people would like this, but not me. I just don't understand why the portions get smaller as as things get more expensive. (laughs) Like, I really want to go to like some of the bars downtown and just try like a hundred dollar glass of whiskey just to like Uh do it, you know? And because I mean, I enjoy whiskey, and I think it'd be kind of a badge of honor. Sure, sure. I, yeah. That seems like something the number one draft pick could do. You know, just walk right? into any, any bar so in town true. and just big dick their way up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a work function once. Um, <laughs> I used to run the family drug court, and we were all out drinking at when we were <laughs> all of the people I worked with um, when we were at a training, and one of the like the lawyers ordered like uh it was like a shot but it was like 36 dollars and i i wish i could it was a whiskey shot and i i want to say the word blue was in it and i can't remember um you blew all your money on this shot exactly (laughs) i and i i wanted i was like i have to watch like sit here and watch you drink this just like and i was like how was it it. enjoy it vicariously through him exactly um when i lived in california my boss had a lot of really rich friends and um i had a 75 bottle a 75 dollar bottle of wine i had a glass of that and it was the best wine i had oh, ever really? had it was amazing it it tasted it i can't even describe what it tasted like it wasn't even like the wine i i'm like seven dollar bottle of wine type <laughs> of person so this was like 10 times as good it was i don't even know if it, like like what it was, I was red. I don't know. I just tasted so much better than any wine I'd ever had. So I, I do hate, think. Ahead, I always sorry. hate when I hear. No, it's, I always hate when I hear expensive things t- are better. Like it makes me sad. I'm like, I'll never, I'll never attain this. But you know, I do believe expensive liquor. You're less likely to be hungover. I do. Sure. Yeah. Like, like with the impurities gone. Like if you can, especially if you're a liquor drinker. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here drinking Bud Light because it's mostly water. So the probably the most expensive alcohol that I've ever drank uh, was uh, with Kyle, one of our previous guests. Uh, he had bought one of those Crystal Skull vodka yeah. things. Yeah, uh, I have that. Yeah, and I drank a, a, a couple of shots of that. And then also, my wife recently had a case of wine shipped to her from a winery in Texas. 
like from a, a very specific winery that we've visited every every time we've taken a trip to Texas, we've gone to this winery and taken some wine home with us. And her family was coming up from Texas and she was like, hey, if I order this box of wine from them, will you guys bring it up here on your way up? And that it totally worked out. So now she had. Uh, but yeah, that ends up being a very expensive journey for the for that wine to make its way to us. <laughs> See, I didn't know like, anything about wine. Mm. Until my friends were like, hey, we're having a wine tasting party. Bring a bottle of wine to pass. I'm like, sure. All right, cool. I didn't know like the standard prices. So I go to this like nice wine place. And I'm like, oh, 50 bucks seems like a relatively normal price. <laughs> so I buy this like 50, 60 dollar bottle of wine. I show up and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, they all have like <laughs> fucking boxed wine. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Traverse City wines and stuff. And I'm like, I guess this is wrong. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. I had the best one though. That's right. Show up to the party. That's right. When Carl comes in, you better watch out. Yeah. Number Bring one. It's a show. Uh, let's listen in. We'll uh, play a little bit of Cough Coglin's Law. It's hard for me to. It's hard, <laughs> I know. Hard, same. Hard for me to not say Coughlin, but yeah, here we go. Coglin's Law. Anything else is always something better. Coglin's Law. Douglas Coughlin, logical negativist, flourished in the last part of the 20th century, propounded a set of laws that the world generally ignored to its detriment. Mm-hmm. Me. Me. Ever work? All right, whatever. We get it. I'm not so- going to lie. As a kid, I thought he was ugly, but watching it this time around, I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I would totally do him a lot. Mandy, like- I'm, I'm sensing a theme here with these movies, whereas uh, basically any man in a movie that you watched before you turned like, you know, 20 <laughs> is like incredibly attractive now to you. Whereas back then it was like, I don't know. I think, I think that just comes with a, like age. Yeah. Like when you're young, sure. you're like, ew, they're old. Like right, they're not right. good looking. Yeah. And now and you like have to her- come to terms with the fact that you're nearly his age. at this point. Yes. <laughs> like my mom used to think that like certain people were like Kurt Russell. Like she was always like, oh, he's so hot and overboard. Yeah. And I was just like, ew, he's got the mullet. Like this is gross. <laughs> And now I watch Kurt Russell and Overboard, and I'm just like, oh my god, I need a new closet, you know? Like, it's- girl, same, girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we already did that one. Let's get rid of that. Uh, we need to listen. Okay, so here's him uh, dealing his first day with the bitchy waitress lady. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to She's ten percent from the waitresses. I don't deserve it. Hey, schmuck, you get money from girls every day. Listen, I'm sorry I called you a bitch. Why? I am a bitch. Got yourself a new disciple. Good night, my beautiful. Uh, she's re- oh, you re- stopped it when he, when he, before he says, wait until you give him crabs. <laughs> yeah, right. But I just saw, oh, he's really fitting in, you know? Like, that was their scene of, like, even the bitchy wait staff is like, we got you, kid. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get you straightened out, you know? I like it. I mean, if he, d- if he was ugly, they would not have cared. No. I, mean, I guarantee it. 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I've been to like a lot of bars while they're closing and they're never like that. It's always like they're just still drunk and bitching about people. Yeah. Like I don't like that's like one of the most fake things. Plus, like, I don't know. I feel like they would have been doing a lot more cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was not referenced. At, that was one of the laws. <laughs> Especially one an idiot. Yeah. Laws. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how Coglin. That's how Coglin would have ended things. He just got on his boat and just, yeah, <laughs> snorted his way out to sea. I'll go to Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so one of the things uh, that I, I looked up just because I was curious, how much do you think Tom Cruise is worth? Like, what do you think his net worth is? Oh, no. Like now? So much. Yeah, right now. He's got well, that, that's uh, a lot of silence. Yeah, he's got that, Scient- <laughs> that Scientology money behind yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it. 900 million <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta figure it's gotta be somewhere in the let's say tom cruise is worth 500 million dollars he's worth 270 million and okay. i don't think that but i don't think that that's real like i think that <laughs> is like i i think that he has hidden money within like the scientology like stuff like the community i'm curious to know how much money he's given to scientology because i know like that's a prerequisite of getting like fully clear or whatever the hell the top rung of Scientology is like yeah. you basically have to pay to play when it comes to Scientology and right. they, they grift you for like five grand initially and then you just keep moving up ranks or whatever and if you're listening sorry uh Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scientology L- please L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yeah. I mean we do rank 179th so there's a chance that, no. Come at me. I'll, I'll fight a Scientologist. Let's do it. There you go. There you go. Well, this during this filming is when he kind of was getting into Scientology. He was dating. Um, and, oh, no. He had just married Mimi Rogers. And um, her father was really good friends with L. Ron Hubbard. So that's kind of how they ended up getting, you know, he ended up getting sucked into all that. And then. Well, in 1997, he claimed that Scientology cured his dyslexia. So I'm going to be sending my daughter there because she's got to get tested for that shit. So Scientology cured my dyslexia. That's the craziest, craziest statement anyone's ever made. Uh, Speaking of Scientologists coming after you and murdering you, uh, let's listen to the obituary scene here. Brian Flanagan. (laughs) Senator Brian Flanagan. Billionaire governor. Brian Flanagan, whose self-propelled meteoric rise to wealth and fame would have made even J.D. Rockefeller envious, died early yesterday morning at the age of 99 while betting his 18-year-old seventh wife, (laughs) Heidi, who is recovering from exhaustion at the local hospital and will be unable to attend the funeral. All right. Uh, So with that being said, yeah. Uh, let's see if you guys can hit us with your, uh, the top line of your obituary that you're hoping to, uh, to have. Is there, is there a, uh, you know, like Matt Harper, uh, famous, uh, ranked 175th podcast, uh, podcaster, <laughs> you know, I got, I got, you got to move up in the world, right? You got to have goals. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. What would you guys uh, what would you <laughs> want it to say? Not what it not what it would say. What would you? Oh, want it to say? okay. What we wanted to say that's completely different. Um, after striking it rich on a lotto ticket that she didn't realize she ever bought because she never played the lottery. <laughs> you, found, you found a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> right, what Carl? about you, Carl? Uh, here lies Carl Sobel, number one draft pick of the twenty twenty one. Oh my god, that is the best. <laughs> I got a feeling we're gonna we're gonna make that happen, Carl. I think so. Um, do we have time for me to talk about cameos? Uh if you can do it in three and a half minutes, we sure do. Oh yeah. Okay, so when you guys were watching like the, when he when he first um is bartending in Jamaica, did you notice who came yes. up and asked for a free drink? Absolutely I did. 
Carl, did you happen to know who oh, it was? I, they stood out. I can't remember. It was it was Uncle Frank from yeah. Home Alone. The you guy, little jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the look and what course, you did, you little jerk. God, I hate him so much. I saw and he's him. also <laughs> he's also asking for a free drink. Remember when they're on the plane? He's like, "Is the champagne free?" Yeah. I was just like, "Dude, you are so pigeonholed for being put, a cheapskate." Put these in your purse. <laughs> put them in your purse. <laughs> also, um, J- uh, James Eckhouse, who plays the tourist, he um, he was the dad in 90210. He's been in a lot of other stuff too, but that I recognized him. And then Andrew Andrew Shue, who up until this movie I thought was married to Elizabeth Shue, but apparently he's her brother. Um, he was in Melrose Place. He played Billy. He is one of the wedding guests. So okay, Andrew yeah. Shue is a weird name. It's too, Andrew uh, shoe. Yeah, it's too rhymey. Too, too rhymey. Little, yeah, little kid. Well, I drew a shoe, or I drew a shirt, and drew a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, did you get? Uh, did you happen to talk about the uh, the asshole teacher, his uh, his college professor or whatever? Because this guy's been doing some stuff too. Yeah, he has. Um, but I can't. I didn't look him up. Mrs. No. Rifkin has spent the last twenty years burning her husband's dinners but now decides she wants to become the Donald Trump of the cookie business. I thought about bleeping you. out Donald Trump just then. <laughs> you, you have something to contribute? I we don't need that in here. Upset about. What's your name? His now name is Paul Benedict. Brian Flanagan. Oh, yes, Flanagan, Mr. Flanagan, Mr. Brian Flanagan. Let us see. Whom you may know from the yeah, Jefferson's Mr. TV Flanagan show. Is determined Was he in Frosty the Snowman? His Was he a voice in Frosty the Snowman? I do every not know. suburban shopping mall in America. Tell me, Mr. Flanagan, do you intend to provide the smell of stale beer? He invented Fridays. Perhaps <laughs> a, a surly bartender <laughs> and three boring drunks to each outlet. I don't know. Are you looking for another job? Zing. Got him. All right. He was in, uh, this is Spinal Tap and oh. A Mighty Wind. Look at that. Bunch of, uh, some episodes of Murder, She Wrote. So he's been around. You know, he's doing things. But I like that guy. He yeah, played a real, real smarmy dick real well. <laughs> I like him. All right. What is what okay, was his name again? Uh, something Benedict. I don't know. Paul no, Benedict. No. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Re- <laughs> That's right. Paul Benedict Cumberbatch. He reminds me of the guy that that loses his hat in Frosty the Snowman, and he's like, "Hey, that's my hat," and they put it on Frosty. You know, the magician. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, okay. isn't he like a Muppety guy? Like, he's not a real boy. No, it's right? a cartoon. Yeah. No, it's a cartoon. <laughs> I just imagine him being the voice of that. It just, oh, okay. I thought you meant by appearance. I was like, oh, this guy just looks like a cartoon to you. That sucks for him. But, um, all right. Uh, let's. So we only have like less than a minute left. So what we're going to do is we're going to round this out by playing this awful clip of Tom Cruise singing with that Brian Brown guy. Uh, and then we'll be right back uh, after this. Oh, my God. This is so bad. The worst. You really had to pull this? The absolute worst. <laughs> oh, please see you end it when he falls down the stairs. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks.
and a walk and a giggle and a talk makes the world go God damn, this is awful. So bad. All right. Welcome. And we're back. That's what I usually say. Uh, <laughs> I just have a feeling that Tom Cruise really likes to sing, but he's horrible at it. <laughs> Didn't he do one of those, uh, like the Rock of Ages yeah. movie or something, too? Yeah. Yeah, he did. And yeah. He sang in Top Gun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was equally bad with another. I was going to say it sounded just like this. <laughs> okay, speaking of singing, I did want to uh, throw something out there, you guys. I was listening to obviously we just did an ad for Stu's podcast, so go listen to that. But I was listening to Stu's uh, Patreon episode because I am a Patreon subscriber, which you also should be. And I want to give you guys a little taste of uh, Stu's Patreon podcast because uh, it feels like he wrote this song. Uh, for me, when it deals with this uh, movie in particular. So uh, this is a taste of Stu McAllister's Elemento podcast. So go listen to this if you like what you hear. And Stu, I hope this is okay. Sorry that I'm stealing this from you. (laughs) Fuck a lot of people. Fuck them in the butt. They're fucking stupid fucking sluts. They're dumb. (laughs) They know they are. See, it totally fits. Cocktail, right? (laughs) We're getting punched in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, stop it. All right. That is awesome. (laughs) Yep, I want to punch everybody in all of the bars in this movie. (laughs) All right. We are back at it. Uh, I do yeah, want to yo. throw down. Where did we leave off? We were just talking about uh, um, I oh, have, that guy, I, the teacher. <laughs> yeah. I have one more fun fact that I want to say. The rest sure. of them, I'm just going to leave out. Um, the waterfall scene was like super freezing. And when I was watching it before I researched it, I was like, I bet they're really fucking cold. Like, I just assume yeah. that they're cold, but they don't. Like they do a good job, especially her. She's like, "Oh yeah, back me up into this waterfall." Like, "Oh, I like it." Waterboard me. (laughs) (laughs) Which they do in Scientology, which is so no. I'm just (laughs) Um, Just making up shit now. But like I was saying earlier, though, was it? I think this was on the one that we didn't get recorded. But uh, Elizabeth Shue's head reduced by like fifty percent when they put her under that waterfall, Uh, and it, it made me realize how like really her big 80s hair was like part of her appeal i was like without that i don't know if i'm a i'm a fan of oh stop she's so adorable (laughs) um and she doesn't have big hair like in the stuff that she's been in recently she has like normal hair yeah yeah. but i'm talking like uh adventures in babysitting type hair that was a real real adventure up top but Tom Cruise ended up getting sick after that. And he said, if you look like he's shivering and his lips are purple, I didn't notice, but apparently like they had a really bad time. So. He loves doing his own stunts. That's true. Yes, he really does. Yeah, hypothermia yeah. and all. <laughs> you know what? I pulled a clip of that dude. We were talking to the Home Alone guy here. Buddy. Hey, buddy. The name is not Buddy. Pal. It's pal. I love it. Drink on the house, pal. I'll take one of those orange things. Excuse me. Uh, my friend just passed out on the beach over there. Do you have a phone? And there she is, Miss Elizabeth Shue. Excuse me. And I love that Uncle Frank never gets his free drink. Yeah. Hey, buddy. All right. (laughs) But yeah, he was a dick in this movie too. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, we have also the clip of them uh, talking about people who've invented things, but I did want to ask you guys, uh, have you ever uh, thought you invented something and then had to like look it up and realized uh, that you didn't in fact invent anything that it already exists? I have something similar to that where it was a joke that I wanted to write. And then I just happened. I never look up my jokes ever, but uh, like, I just, I'm always afraid that I'm going to find a similar joke yeah. somewhere on, on the internet. And I'd be like, no, this yeah. is mine. I promise. I thought of it myself. <laughs> but the one that I thought of was like so easy. I was like, there has to have been somebody that did this. Uh, and so I looked it up on Twitter. I just like typed out like the premise of it. And it came back with a return that uh, Kumail Nanjiani had done damn near the exact same joke that I think I thought of, but like three years earlier. So I was super oh. pissed. I was like, but I guess we're in good company. I don't know. But have you guys <laughs> ever, ever, ever invented anything that you thought didn't exist? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, it, I even like it dawned on me. It did exist, but at work I developed a thing. Like we do production. I was like, well, if we cut a groove in this plastic, we don't have to cut it. We can just snap it. Like we can put like, like score it. Yeah. Like, I was like, that would, like, I was like, I invented this new process that it'll save us so much time. And then people were like, that's just a Hershey bar. So was, <laughs> I, then I just felt stupid in a meeting, but then nice. we do it now. So when my husband and I got married, um, Matt actually played the guitar as we walked down the aisle. Cause yeah. we've been together. We've been friends that long. Um, oh. But we, uh, we, I, we asked people in our invitation, if you, in, in lieu of gifts, if you want to give money to our travel agent towards our honeymoon, cause we already had everything. We were adults. We were almost 30. And, right. um, and, and so then I was like, this is a great, like I could form a website and then <laughs> like, and, and like people like you can have, like, instead of buying them a gift, why don't you buy a bottle of champagne for the wedding? You know, like basically it's like the guests pay for the wedding like yeah if i had had that kind of like know-how and then uh and and just like the resources to do something like that and i'm so not girly and i'm not a wedding planner but i was like this would have been so cool and then a few years ago i saw like somebody had come up with that and i'm sure that they're like a millionaires I'm like, <laughs> god i wish i would have fucking just did it you know yeah Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah. well, I, I say all of that because we get this wonderful scene from the film about the flugel binder, uh, which is the little plastic thing on the end of your shoelaces, they think. So. What about these plastic things at the end of these laces? Mm. It's probably got one of those weird names, too, like a flugel binder. <laughs> <laughs> Extra points if anyone knows what it's, it's actually here. called. And we're surrounded uh, it by starts with, it starts with an A. Yeah, you I think if I remember right, it's like an aglet or something like yes. that. Yes. Some yeah. guy corners the flugelbinder market. I thought it was flugelbinder. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Anyhow, we don't need that anymore. All right. So, yeah, there's the flugelbinder scene. I was trying to come up with, like, what are the iconic scenes, like, lines from this movie? And I was like, people probably still use flugelbinder, like, to describe something weird that they don't know what it is. Well, it's like. I've never heard that. <laughs> we, well, and Matt, Matt and I went to school with a kid whose dad works for the only company that makes shopping cart wheels. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. I didn't know we were um, friends with a shopping cart magnate. Nice. Yeah, well, and he he's very like, you know, he his family's really well off. So you wouldn't have known it. Um, but yeah, his it's like like they have like the he said that, you know, his dad, it's like the company that invented shopping cartwheels they patented it 
and then huh. they're basically the only company that just like makes shopping cart wheels. Yeah, they got the market cornered on the old the old shopping cart wheels. Uh, right. Sounds yeah. like something like the like weird kid down the street would be like, "Boy, we invented shopping cart wheels. We're rich. It's just because yeah. we steal shopping carts." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just bubbles from uh, the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did also want to say that I posed the question to Facebook before we got, like just before we got started, uh, whether or not this was a good movie. I asked, that was the specific question was, is this a good movie? And we got one response so far. We've got several likes on the, on the, the, the question, but only one actual response from former guest, Elena Gonzalez, uh, with giant capital letters, all spaced out, just said, yes. Y E S. This is a good movie. No response, no explanation. Just yes. So. Love you, Elena. Yeah, I, did, I agree. I did follow up with a when was the last time you saw it, but I have no response since then. <laughs> so far, the consensus is this is a good movie. So I'm wrong, I guess. I don't know. All one, all one people that answered. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> all right. Should we get started on our other games? Let's do some games. Yeah, we'll do. Wait, wait here we go. Box office theme song. <laughs> there it is. Short and sweet. There he is, Stu McAllister again. He's getting a lot of airtime on this episode. <laughs> um, all right, Carl. How much do you think it cost to make this movie back in 1988? Uh, 700000 Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I will. That's like all the money. Yeah. yeah. When you're, when you're, you're less than one, 700000 is just all the money. That's all the money that's ever existed. Yeah. I'll say... I'll go with a conservative seven million. That's what I'll okay. say. Okay, twenty million dollars. Okay, that's a what? lot of money for this movie. Yeah. Yes. All I right. Mean, they had to run out. They had to rent out the set from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, for that for that one scene at least, and then yeah, a lot of bars, a lot of location shots. Had to go to Jamaica. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like it was an excuse to just ride horses on the beach for Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like Adam Sandler with the Netflix movies. Right. I'm just going to keep making movies that take place in different islands I want to visit. <laughs> yeah. Let's go hang out with my friends. <laughs> um, in, interspersed between these, I do have a few more. Like, I have uh, another Coglin. Uh, quote like Coglin's uh, rules of engagement or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, and then we also have Jordan's dad, which we have not heard from yet. Either, oh, so. that guy. Yeah, right. Let's go ahead with Jordan's dad and see what happens here. Well, I certainly heard a lot about you in the last couple of days. You know, I don't know what really happened between the two of you, but uh, I must say it was I sex. You've got sir. a hell of a lot of nerve coming up here after <laughs> what you did to my daughter. I understand that, and I realized that. Jordan is very upset, but if I could talk to her, make her see that I'm going to stick by her through this. I hope you're not suggesting that you'll marry her. He's just not a good actor. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, not feeling sure. it. In this <laughs> do scene. you want to know what it? You've got a lot to talk. Hang on. About. The hell do you do? His, his yeah, name is so great. His name is Lawrence Lickenbill. <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> Lawrence. Licken, Lickenbill. Larry Lickenbill. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so there's Jordan's dad. We didn't hear from him much, and there's probably a good reason for it. So. You know, I, that reminds me. Is it just not fucked up how she, like, her friend was, like, alcohol poisoning, and then she just bails on her to go hang out with a bartender the rest yeah. of the trip? <laughs> <laughs> she was drinking champagne in the sun, and they're like, oh, you better, she's, pro she's nearly dead. You better call an ambulance. 
He goes licking Bill with another guy. (laughs) And she said, and he says, "Oh, champagne." He's like, "It's perfume going in, sewage coming out." And I wanted to be like, "Isn't everything sewage coming out?" I mean, honestly, you know, and that's like he said it like it was a common turn of phrase, and I'm just that's just not a thing people said. (laughs) Perfume going in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, a person of the '80s when you when you would spray perfume on, like you didn't want it going in. It tasted horrible. (laughs) It was like, oh, like you held your breath while you stepped into it because it tastes like butthole. But anyway. (laughs) All right, we still have um, the box office of what it made. Carl. Oh, that's right. Sorry. That's okay. How I'm much do you think this movie has made worldwide gross roughly up until today's date? I'll say uh, $650 million. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt? Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna hope, I'm going to hope that it didn't make more than $40 million, but I know it did. This movie had to crush, I'm sure. It made a hundred and seventy-one point five million dollars. That was my second guess. Yeah, it's true. Which, <laughs> it was, it was that or uh, six hundred fifty. So. Well, but you always in, go big, you know, like yeah. for, the de- for the Deggy draft for exactly the box, for the box office game. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like a, it's like an infomercial for you winning the draft, and yep. there's no one that will hear it between now and then. <laughs> um. So this, but this only made 78 million in the U S so it's actually made, you know, like $90 million worldwide. Okay. So another thing that we have started doing is talking about movies that came out in the same year. Um, And so this movie was ranked number. Basically Carl, I want to, I want to ask you, which of these movies would you rather have seen is what we need to (laughs) do. Well, uh, this movie was actually number seven for 1998, which is crazy. Um, But the first one was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was my my first movie ever in the movie theater. Nice. Nailed it. Number two was Coming to America. We have not Uh, done that one yet, right? We haven't. But I almost felt like it has been overdone right now. So, like, I kind of want to let everything calm down. Um, Number three is Good Morning Vietnam, which we've done. Four, Big, which we've done. Um, five is Crocodile Dundee 2, which we have not done the first one, which I want to. Um, <laughs> sequels here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, right? A sequel did better, right? Um, number six is Three Men and a Baby. We're going to do Aww, that one soon. Yeah, we are. And then a, number seven is Cocktail. Um, just to get to number 10, uh, Moonstruck was number eight. Uh, Die Hard was number nine. And this beat Die Hard, which is really fucking yeah, that's crazy. that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then Beetlejuice. If you could see Carl's face right now. <laughs> just Scientology getting its claws in <laughs> And then number 10 was Beetlejuice. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, good Carl, stuff. Carl, of those movies, you'd rather see, uh, I'm guessing, all of them? Other th- yeah. Rather than this one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Three Men and a Baby? Carl, have you even seen that movie? No. I know there's a ghost in the background. <laughs> a ghost in the background. <laughs> yeah, they claim somebody uh, hung themselves from a windowsill mm-hmm. in the background of the movie. Yeah, I've seen that movie several times. We totally need Me to Me too. That. Yeah, we do. Like we will. Some sweet Gutenberg action. Oh, <laughs> do you love it? Actually, Gutenberg is one of the people. I I almost wanted to read the, the people that that did the roles of Jordan and um, Flanagan, but it was everyone like, like that. 100, like 
was in was contention literally- <laughs> for the for the role but turned it down or whatever yes I, I would be reading every actor and the only <laughs> one that i thought would have been good was keanu reeves i thought he would have been a good brian sure. you know but then they had like really shitty ones like uh bill murray yeah because he's such a sex symbol yeah. i would have loved that yeah <laughs> i could have i really could have seen a young tom cruise or tom cruise tom hanks though in this like yeah. he was considered yes like turner Charlie and hooch Sheen. era it, yeah there you he, go it, uh, Charlie Sheen was considered yes. Um, he uh, Hanks actually wanted to do it, but it conflicted with Big uh-huh. when he was recording Big. Well, I'm glad, um, we, got, I'm glad we got Big instead because would have had yeah. Chet Hanks the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it was the same for the person that played Jordan. It could have been anyone: Jennifer Grey, Demi Moore, Ali Sheedy. I mean, yeah. it just goes on and on and on. All the so. it girls of the time. Yes. All right. I believe that if Carl, if you're ready for it, I think this is a good uh, segue into. So one of the reasons that we wanted you on for this movie was because you were doing and I don't know if you're still doing or or if it's in the works to continue to do uh, bartending yeah. with Carl. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of our idea it was like, hey, we'll do cocktail with Carl since he's doing bartending with Carl and he can whip us up a sweet ass uh, drink uh, based Definitely. on based on your experience with this movie. So, yeah, uh, this is purely uh, or mostly visual i'm guessing but we'll we'll try to do I'll the best we can yeah. yeah there you go so i already prepped everything so you're gonna get your shaker because your shakers are super important cocktails you fill with ice and then you get a bottle opener that's magnetic and you put it onto it and then you shake it real good and then you take the shaken ice you put it down and then you <laughs> grab a red stripe because you're in Jamaica, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you uh, you open that, and then you just drink a red stripe for, uh, <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, beers okay. are for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, beers are for breakfast lost. around here. <laughs> so, did you, when you saw him make a red eye, was that something you would ever try to drink? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you feel like getting diarrhea today? <laughs> no. Uh, once they went with the egg, I was out. I'm not. I'm yeah. not drinking a raw egg for anyone. Uh, I I love tomato juice and beer. I really do. Yeah. I actually uh, I like um, clam juice and <laughs> tomato and tomato juice and beer. I am a huge fan of clamato. Like, yeah, and well, I love it. One of us. <laughs> Uh, in the spirit of uh, bartending with Carl, I've also created my own drink for this episode. Yay! Well. Uh, and it's only from literal drinks that were already in my closet here when I started this uh, happening. Um, I had an old uh, warm bottle of 99 apples off in the corner uh, from one of my uh, Twitch streams that I had done. Uh, so we're going to start out with that. We're going to take a little, oh, hold on, let me get up here. We're going to take a little shot glass and we're going to fill it, I don't know, probably like a, I don't know, quarter of the way. That's Can you like explain what 99 apples is? Um, it's trash. It's 99 proof liquor <laughs> that uh, tastes like uh, sour apples. Okay. Uh, sewage going in, sewage going That's out. That's true. That is the truth. <laughs> it, but the, the thing is, I don't like to drink alcohol, and it just works real well. Like it works really fast, and it and it works good. So I also have uh, an unfinished bottle of Monster Hydro Red Dog in here. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go ahead and top it off with some of that. Making a four loco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Dang and, it! They don't even. Right. That's illegal. <laughs> and what I'm going to call this uh, drink is a uh, red apple core, uh, because the core is the part of the apple that you should not consume. So, just just, just like this. Drink. Cheers. So here, here we go. Cheers, uh, Cheers, everyone. Yeah. You were supposed no. to do a poem first. Oh God! How is so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Tom thinks he's pouring drinks, dancing funny, making money. All right. <laughs> oh, oh no, God, you're gonna was... give me the, you're gonna give me the hiccups. God, that was hot the whole way down. That was awful. All right, I do not recommend. All right. Oh. Moving on, we got some more games to play. Let's get to them. Yeah. We've done that one. That one's done. Oh, We've done this one. Was this? Oh my God! I'm gonna have the hic- I'm gonna have the hiccups. <laughs> it, it was after. It was after. I'm gonna have the hiccups the rest of this, just because you made me laugh so freaking hard. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do uh, another game then. Here we go. Let's play guess the age. All right, it's time to play. Let's play <sighs> guess the age. Mandy, take it away. Between hiccups, here you go. All right, Carl. How old do you think Tom Cruise was when he was in this movie in '88? 27. Okay. All right. All right. Matt? That's, that's a reasonable offer. Uh, I will say 24. I'll say 24. He was 26. Carl, you're hey. the winner. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Number one, Deggie Drafts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the sort of, that's the sort of numbers you put up when you're number one at Deggie Drafts. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how old do you think Elizabeth Shue, who played Jordan Mooney, was, Carl? Oh, she's at 23. <laughs> I'm going to think she's uh, a little older. I'm going to say she's 28. 25. Okay. Ooh. All right. There you go. Um, how old do you think Brian Brown was, the guy who played Coglin? I almost said Coglin. I almost said Coglin. Doug. We'll just call him Doug from now on. Fuck. I'd say 30 at 42. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say he's got to be pushing like fifty. I'll say eighties aged you. Quicker. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll say forty nine. Forty one. He was okay. only forty one. Yeah. yeah. Um, how old do you think Kelly Lynch was, who played Carrie? I Which, by the way, she un- was smoking. Yeah, hot. Yeah. I find it unbelievable that that man is only what like four years older than me right now. Like mm-hmm. that seems impossible. He seems like. A crotchety old man with like knowledge of the world and things, and I'm just me instead. So I don't. I, don't see, <laughs> I got a lot of ground to make up in four years, is what I'm saying, basically. So. <laughs> All right, Carl. How old do you think Kelly Lynch, who played Carrie, the smoking hot wife of Doug? <laughs> but no one's ever said that either. No one's ever been the smoking hot wife of Doug. Yeah, <laughs> Doug doesn't get a smoking hot wife ever. <laughs> <laughs> just. Much- I was gonna be like a bunch of Tammies, but I was like, I don't know if anyone here knows Tammies, or uh, I flip my mouth constantly with girl names. Uh, I don't know because she was older. I think he said she was older, and eighties. I'll say forty-nine. Okay, uh, Matt. I'm gonna say she was a hot young thirty-five. She was only twenty-nine. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. 
I was only up for 20 years. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a good one. Lisa Baines, who played Bonnie, the older rich chick. How old do you think she was, Carl? That was the first one that, or the one that Tom Cruise ended up with, right? Trying to trying to find his uh, rich lady. Yeah, like oh, he, yeah. Followed, he followed her out of Jamaica back to New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stock yeah uh i'll say 52 yeah she yeah. seems she seems older i'll say 46 33 what Jesus. 33 that she was 33 so that rough looking yeah for sure <laughs> and then the last one i have is gina gershon who played coral horse face <laughs> That was a um, there's a photographer lady that took pictures of him. Yeah, her, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, you shouldn't have said about her sex life because it only gets better." Like, yep. how old do you think she was? Uh, twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's, just, Carl's just throwing out numbers at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to offend. Zero. I don't want to offend her. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll say she was thirty. Thirty. I'll just say thirty. She was 26. Okay. The, yeah, sure. the 80s, like, seriously aged you so bad. I, I was like, cigarette smoke. Yeah. What we found <laughs> out, yeah. What we found out is that it severely ages women, and then men are just, uh, you know, just kind of doing their thing, right? Because we've under, we've grossly underestimated uh, or overestimated the women, and then the guys were just like, yeah, we're, we're kind of right in that wheelhouse. I don't know, because you thought that Brian Brown was way older. That's true. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he was just steeped in tobacco spit, I think is what. Oh, I, I don't know. I have a crush now. I, I actually nice. would watch this just to watch him, <laughs> even was, though he, you know, yeah. I was slightly under the influence when I watched this last night, and at first I was like, fuck is that michael kane like i don't yeah. it, yeah. it resembled him to me but like after a minute i was like oh that's not the guy from batman <laughs> yeah right the voice is there though a little bit all right yeah. here, let's get let's get some uh views from uh coughlin here or coglin damn it my ship my ship is going down and i'm going down with it How's just that? him talking it's just out talk to me i'm on my ass i haven't got a pot to piss in a hundred grand a week painful should have read some of your sacred books, young Flanagan. So he's leading us the to believe. I know about saloons is how to pour whiskey and run my mouth. Because that's like 5.2 million, Nothing right? Or whatever, or damn near insurance. close to $100,000 a week. is building code or labor costs. Yeah, whatever. We get it. Uh, so he blows through five hundred or $5 million in like linens and napkins for this place because he can't make enough money to, to get by. Jesus. Other than like, I guess he made some shifty investments, but like you'd think, all right, the shifty investments, all your money's gone, but just go again for another month or two and you'd be okay. <sighs> yeah. But I think that real estate in New York, even in the eighties would have been like you just in rent alone to rent yeah. a place would have been insane, like especially not, something yeah. have to put them under. That. Yeah. Plus, like he didn't list off his like all the blow and like prostitutes <laughs> and like yep. the second like it's a lot in the eighties to sure like, that is the truth. He, he didn't need a prostitute. He had a prostitute for a wife. Fucking whore. True. Yeah, true. but he owns a bar in the eighties. He needs more than one. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. And you know, people were still buying film back then too. So you you got to yeah, a that. lot of film. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of wasted money on film. Back he, then. No, he just had a Polaroid. Uh, yes, that's that's you true. Remember? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, he did. He took out a picture of him just before he died. Last one. As soon as he took that photo, yeah. I was like, "He's gonna die." Yep. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Co Coglin hit rock bottom. 
just then. But all right. Uh, let's see. What do we have left for games? What have we done? We've done that. We have um, what's that sound and yeah. forwards, backwards. There we go. Let's do what's that sound. We just have two of them for today's episode. Let's go ahead and play the old theme song. Ooh, that sound. This sounds 100% better than Did every song in this movie, sound? by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is What's That Sound? This is where I take a clip from the film and I play it for you out loud. Both of you have headphones on. That's a great start. Uh, First at bat, it's going to go to Carl. If he can't get it, then it goes to Mandy. And if you can't get it, it goes to the audience. So here we go. Uh, Be sure to let me know if you want me to repeat it. I'll do whatever you need. Okay. Ah! All right. That's, uh, isn't that Doug falling down the subway? It is yes. Doug falling down the stairs, yeah. <laughs> I was going to consult the judges if you said Coughlin, but you, you you went with Doug instead, so it was nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, we were expecting Coughlin. Oh, okay. Coughlin. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, that was number one. Nice job. Here we go. This is sound number two, final sound. Carl thinks he's got it. I definitely got it. All right. What do we got? It's, my, uh, it's ringing out his sock after the shift. That's that's correct. Yeah. I am so impressed because you said you were under the influence, but you remembered those two sounds. And this, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I only watched this once and some, usually I'll watch it a couple of times just to be like, oh, I want to find out what, you know, oh, Matt's going to use that sound. And then he yeah. never fucking does. <laughs> it's like never worth it. <laughs> Good job. It just stood up because, like, I have so many bartender friends, and like, I'm like, all of that was just like, this is is so stupid. I was just angry. (laughs) I was like, their bar is flooding. That's what they did. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was poor designing the in the bar. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, that was the end of that game. That leaves us with our final game, and that one has a sort of theme song slash spoken word explanation. And here you go. First, Matt plays a backwards clip. Then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play, let's play backwards, forward. All right. This is where I take a sound clip from the movie. So I'm taking, uh, this is all from the same long speech. And I've chopped it up into several forward sections. And I took one of the forward sections and reversed it. So that's the first sound you'll hear is a reversed phrase. Then you'll hear four examples and you tell me which one is the correct phrase that I have reversed. So here we go. I'm just going to play the first part a couple of times. All right. So that was just the first part. I played it several times, but that sound is going is a reversed phrase. So here we go. We're going to play that again. And then the, the options. Is it? Well, she's not here. Or? I must say. Or? Come in. Come in. Or? I hope you're not. Oh my God, this is the worst one ever. <laughs> They're all the worst one ever. Carl, by the way, this is a terrible game. You should never get the right answer. And if you do, it's clearly you're the greatest. It's usually player. a little longer though. This yeah, is like literally. I hope you're not. So that would be. The last one. Number four, the last one. I, I agree. I thought it was number four. I must say. Come in, come in. I hope you're not. Okay. Uh, you are correct. It was number four. Good job, Carl. Three for three, Carl. You're nailing it. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, you are. So, there you go. It's the go. Sour Patch uh, <laughs> 10 milligram I said earlier. That's true. Or or the, uh, what was the drink that you, uh, the Jamaican oh, beer? The, you, the red, the cocktail beer. I <laughs> think it's because you're going to be number one drafting the Deggy draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the champion. That's right. That's right. You got, you got the belt already. You just need the title to go. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and play then. So I got a couple of options. I don't think we need to play all of these. So we'll just uh, pick and choose here. Uh, I have the fat and ugly quote toward the end when she's talking about how uh, she's going to let herself go. Everyone thinks that's real hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and then we also have the final uh, poem at the end. So, Oh, definitely the final poem. Girls okay. want to hear yeah. that. For sure. All right. Let's do this. Hold on. We have to readjust. A poem. Yeah. Well, this poem is entitled Flanagan's Advice to His Unborn Child. (laughs) Now, if Jordan gives birth to a fine Irish son, there'll be cocktails and dreams for him one day to run. He's like a a little baby leprechaun. shall yield a financial windfall. It better. (laughs) To be franchised in every suburban shopping mall. Shut your damn mouth. This is a damn, this is a moment he's sharing. He doesn't need Uncle Pat in here. Yeah. Bless our clan. I wish you were Uncle Ben and I was Spider-Man. shit will certainly hit the fan. (laughs) But this... I shall promise to thee, I'll never let her marry a guy like me. Oh. Still, if our child's the naughtiest of girls or the wildest of young men, I swear I'll be the best dad I can and never, ever get spooked again. I don't feel like he got spooked. I feel like she just turned him away the whole time. That I can still yeah. spook you. No way. Twins? Twins? <laughs> twins? That is twins. All right. That. that is definitely worth discussing. Like as a female, I also felt like she was being super shitty. And obviously yeah. this is 88, you know, and men didn't have a whole lot of rights in the court and stuff like that. Sure. But like you don't tell someone they're having a baby and then completely kick them out of your, shun them yeah. from. Yeah. No, I'm I, sorry. I thought the same thing. Yeah, that was a little rough on uh, on the whole situation there. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It turned out okay in the long run, I guess. He's going to have... Look at uh, how she abandoned her friend. What do you expect? That's true. <laughs> He's going to be a terrible mother. <laughs> yeah, she left her friend dying on the on the beach. Yeah, for sure. No, she saved her, and then she went back. Nice. But, you know. But she left her the rest of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was fine. She just needed to stop being such a drunk whore, right? Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we have more uh we have more responses to our uh yes to our question here let me see if i can figure out how to pull this up so one thing about this i, I have this weird thing where I, I make certain movies sequels to other non-related movies so like yes i, feel like I this, want to hear this okay so like one for an example before i get to this movie is like gi jane mm-hmm. is the sequel to striptease okay, okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense right so I feel like this could be the alternate sequel to uh, the movie Taps if Tom Cruise like didn't get nuts. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, so because like he's like military school at the end, he's with his all of his boys and they hijack a bus. 
and like that's i think that could have been a lead-in yes absolutely and then he becomes a bartender yeah, and then or, he, he jumps on the bus at the beginning and yeah or maybe goose doesn't die in top gun and he quits the navy mm-hmm. and he becomes a bartender so like, i think this is perfect sequel to any of those sure what's sure. the one what's the one where he loses his legs in the war born on the fourth of july yeah so this could have been the prequel to Born on the Fourth of July. The alternate universe. Because yeah. he still had legs. Sure. Well, this is what happens. So he he does the he goes in first, he comes back, he makes the bar happen. They have the twins. She still shuns him from his life, his bar fails, and then he has to re-enlist, just like right. the movie foreshadowed. Like you should yeah. probably just re-enlist. And then he does, and then yeah. Then we find he out the re- bit by a vampire and yep. he becomes immortal with Brad Pitt and kisses Kirsten Dunst and Spider-Man happens. Right, right, right. <laughs> I feel like we're we're leaning heavy toward like a an Adam Daggy bit here. <laughs> yeah. You guys seen that Tom? You guys seen that uh, Tom Cruise movie? Yeah, the Daggy Back Twenty Twenty One. Just right. kind of giving a shout out to the commissioner. It's, a, it's an homage to the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting dangerously close to the end of this podcast without giving you time for some plugs. So, Carl, if you could give us those plugs, other than, of course, your uh, reigning champion of uh, the yeah. draft. Yep. Uh, you know, just follow me on uh, Instagram at Carl underscore Sobel. That's where you're going to get all the information. I have a podcast that's coming out pretty soon called The Carl and Kate Show. And then I have the potential of another open mic starting back up in Grand Rapids that we'll find out in the next few days. So other than that, yeah, just follow me on Instagram and you'll learn all of it. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. For all that stand-up comedy stuff, go find Carl on the interwebs. All right, Mandy, do you have anything you want to point people toward? I do not. <laughs> all right. Short and sweet. All right. We'll take it. Uh, I would like you to go and watch me play video games on Twitch. You can do so at Matopoly83. So go to twitch.tv slash Matopoly83. You can watch me play video games almost every evening. We usually start pretty late. It's about 10 o'clock at night and we play video games for you to watch. So with that being said, we normally end these things with a clip because we don't know how to stop talking about it, and this just helps us to not keep rambling. So, today, our final clip's going to sound like this. Buttons were popping, skirts were rising. When you can see the color of their panties, and you know you got talent. <laughs> Stick with me, son, I'll make you a star. There we go. All right. Thank you so much, Carl, for being back Do we have? Show? We have no time to find out what the responses are, right? Of Oh, from that question? Wait, what do you mean? Response from the... On Facebook, uh, did the anyone Facebook else? Question? No, it was just uh, uh, Elena following up and saying she last watched it in like 1994. So. Oh, bummer. Nothing all right. fancy, but all right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank you. This is a blast. Awesome. We'll see you soon. Right. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye.